What's going on, people? It's your boy, Cal Wu. And I am here with another interview with the wonderful Miss Junko the Goddess. Hello, I'm here. How are you today? I'm pretty great. How are you? I am good. I am fantastic. I am fantastic. So, all right, people, first we're going to go to this short commercial break. And then when we come back, we're going to continue with Junko. You've been working on this machine for ages. No. What you're trying to do is impossible. It's outrageous, absurd, ludicrous. Pigri, this is only the beginning. What would you have me do? I would not help you finish building it. It's dangerous. No, Pigri, I would have you tell them. <laughs> tell the people, Pigri, that there will be a channel on YouTube under the name Johnny Balsa. No. And that is where they will find it. No. They will find it, Pigri. Stop. Stop this now! Turn back from this! No turning back! Oh, cannot stop it now! It has come too far! Some of these games are terrible! You'll die, man! Do you hear me? You'll die if you continue this! If I must die... I'll die knowing the 10-point rating of Bobby for the NES! No! But now, I will flip the energy combatant! Johnny, you're insane! You're mad! And then... I will switch the Klaganite's mechanism! Don't want to play Bobby! Who would want to do that to themselves? Finally, I shall crank the power generator! No! And now the boat stops to live! No! It lives! forward slash start. Check out the shows, laugh, have a good time. Once again, balsa.games forward slash start. What's going on, people? It's your boy, Cal Wu. Welcome back from the break. Appreciate y'all for rocking with us for as long as you've been rocking with us. So, Junko. Yes. Tell the, tell the listeners, where did you get your name from? Okay, so, you're on your laugh. It was actually super random. I usually, you know, draw some characters that I love. And I thought at first, Haruhi, I love the melancholy Haruhi. So I love that, too. Okay, well, no, there's too many Haruhis. And then usually I use the pen name, Yurameshi, from Yu Yu Hakusho. But I'm like, okay, a lot of younger anime fans may not know Yu Yu Hakusho. So I happen to be watching Don Europa. <laughs> and then I'm like, okay, Junko, awesome. And a couple of my fans, you know, jokingly referred to me as a goddess. So I just threw some things together. Not really great at coming up with the names and this one just stuck. That's all right, though. It, it, it worked. That's all that matters. <laughs> That is all that matters. Okay, so <clears throat> tell me, like, you know, we've talked off air a little bit, and I know that you're originally here from Michigan, which is where I am from. Um, but um, what made you move to California? So I'm actually in Arizona. Um, okay. I moved from Michigan to Arizona about five months ago. My okay. family actually relocated. My dad was originally a police officer in Michigan, and he found work in Arizona. Um, that was years back and then now I'm just to the point where after graduating and I'm finally getting to a place in my life where I'm like okay I can travel and I can just kind of relax and enjoy the weather plus I was sick of the snow oh oh my goodness I I feel you I feel you on that on a spiritual level I am so sick and tired of the snow yeah, it actually, and it was like a super impulsive decision. Like I decided everything within two weeks. I put in the application. They replied that same hour. But then the let's see, six hours later, I went home, told my loved ones, I'm like, hey, I think we're moving. Let's go, pack your stuff. Nice. Nice. That is amazing. That is amazing. So, okay. So, how long have you been cosplaying for? I've been cosplaying. Let's see. Now I'm allowed to date myself. That means you guys don't know my age. But at least 13 years. But seriously, the last two. Um, my first con was Yomacon um, back when I was like 13. Oh my gosh, forever ago. <laughs> and what is it, the 15 year reunion? Well, 15 year um, actual anniversary. Sorry, reunion. Super early here. Anniversary. So, yeah, so that long. 15 years. <laughs> nice. Nice. Holy crap, that's good stuff. Okay, so out of all the characters that you've cosplayed so far, who is your absolute favorite? Okay, so before I would have said Deanne from Seven Deadly Sins, but right. now after dabbling in paint, I think I like She-Hulk. That was the best one. I mean, 
it took me about two hours to completely paint myself green and I randomly decided to like go out and explore downtown area here in Arizona <laughs> and I went green <laughs> and I got like the most reception as like She-Hulk plus it was just really funny I felt like I looked the complete opposite of myself and I feel like a lot of cosplay is about that like transformation factor so that was the most exciting for me I'm really um, going to kind of get into body paints more and right now I'm preparing to do Mina Aishido for My Hero Academia so let's see if I enjoy being pink nice 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 good stuff good stuff yeah good stuff actually um a couple couple of cosplayers that i follow and uh actually one of them that's actually been on the show so far uh serendipity she just recently um painted herself blue oh i also follow her too to do see nice yeah and she just recently did her little blue get up to um dressed up as somebody from uh what's the name of that game uh my son is gonna knock me out my son is gonna be so mad i can't think of the name of the game I wonder if I've seen it. Probably. But hey, like um, I said, it's like 9 a.m. here. <laughs> yeah, I understand. I understand. I'm just getting off work myself, so I'm kind of like <laughs> scrambling and trying to get myself back to a relaxed state. Yes, I have a few other like body paint cosplays planned. Like I want to do Gamora, like the comic book version. Nice. Yes, and then I wanted to do Mina Aishino for sure. And I want to revamp my Starfire. Like I enjoyed I'm cosplaying Starfire. Um, I did a year Yomakon, but I only did it for like Sunday. And people loved it, but I just didn't feel like as confident um, in that cosplay because it was before my craft really improved. So gotcha. working on kind of redoing it. And then now I have awesome body paint. So. Nice. So you're going to paint yourself orange for that one? I am orange nice. and then flecks of gold. So it looks like, you know, like sunlight is beaming off my skin, you know, make my melanin pop. <laughs> nice. Nice. See, you about to be out here killing it. I can't wait. <laughs> I'm excited. I am super excited. Okay, so um, why don't you share something that fans might not know about you? Okay, I'll give you guys a couple random facts. Let's see. Well, um, I enjoy playing video games in my free time. And by video games, I mean fighting games. Um, I used to be really, really, really obsessed with the Tekken series. I'm actually freakishly good. Um, <laughs> my mains, in case you're wondering, would be Lily and Lisa. Um, let's see. I enjoy <laughs> singing anime karaoke, like in my free time, and like anime like theme songs. Um, and I'm really good at drawing. So right now, whenever I get really, really obsessed with the series, so I'm completely, completely fandoming my hero academia um at first i resisted it i'm like i'm not gonna get into the series it is way too popular i refuse and i became super obsessed like around the sports festival and i've seen it now three times so now i'm like drawing myself as like a my hero character and giving nice. myself a freaking everything so i guess those are three random facts i can nice. always more there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. Okay, so see, me and you share that. Like, I don't play Tekken as often, but when I did play really he heavy, Eliza and Lily were my two mains as well. Love the way that they play. Um, and also, you said you do karaoke. Would you mind giving our listeners a taste? <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Normally, I'm a little bit shy in front of big crowds. I always kind of, you know, have to hype myself up a little bit. But, I mean, I'll do... A little sample of the ending of Cowboy Bebop. So yeah. Do the real folk rules. Aishite tako dakeku niwa ono inari kirasai te shimata no marakoko nuru akaro yo anashi inari kazita eiteru. There you go. That's all I'll do for now. Hair on my arm stood up a little bit. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> I like that. I definitely got to get you on the track now. You showed me that. I gotta. I'm gonna send you some stuff. I got to get you on the track now. That was wonderful. That was wonderful. Spot on. My cousin. I'm see. I'm gonna make my cousin listen to this. My cousin listens to the podcast on and off. My cousin loves all the music from Cowboy Bebop. He doesn't even watch anime. 
he just loves all the music. That's such a great track. That is, is. Um, you know, if we're talking about like Mangold's like other, you know, works, um, let's see, Samurai Shampoo and yes. oh my gosh, Michiko Hachin. Yes. Great music. Great music. Yes. Very oh, you know, it brings me to one last random fact. I usually get dressed in the mornings to like um, anime music. <laughs> so um, I get really, really obsessed. I'm not talking just openings and endings. When I watch a series, I um, really, really tune into like the background music and like the find like unreleased like OSTs. Um, so nice. right now I'm really getting um, in the mood to like getting hyped up in the mornings to series the Jaeger soundtrack. Okay. Boogie Pop and others. And I get really hyped. Like if people are driving me crazy in traffic, Escanor's theme from Seven Deadly Sins. That's what I really play when I mean business. Nice, nice, nice. Actually, um, Escanor's theme is amazing. I freaking love Escanor. He talks so much smack. Yes. <laughs> the sunshine is my favorite. Honestly, um, I haven't gotten gotten up and gotten hyped to anime music in quite some time. But my go-to used to be... Um, um, the theme, the intro theme to uh, Nuku Nuku Dash. <laughs> that was like my junk. I love that junk so much. So you're missing out. I mean, just yesterday, like I went on a trip and I was playing like the old school, like um, the Bruce Falconer's, um, you know, soundtrack for Dragon Ball Z. And I was listening nice. to Gohan's Innocence and like, you know, Boo's theme. Yeah, I'm like a, a really huge anime fan. I've probably seen like hundreds of series. Um, a lot of people don't know that I actually really, really, really like. There's not a single um, character that I've cosplayed that I haven't seen in the series. I, I'm a super fan. Nice. Hey, nothing wrong with that. That means you're true to your craft. I, I love yeah. that. I love it. I love it. I love it. That is amazing. Um, let's see what else. Okay, so you talked about games and stuff. You said Tekken. Tekken is your thing. Is there any other games that you're really into? So I'm really big into fighters. Um, let's see, Tekken, Soul Calibur. Um, I really love 3D fighters because that's what I'm good at and I hate losing. I'm very, very, very competitive. But I've always been attracted to 2D fighters, but I suck at them. So like Guilty Gear, phenomenal music, but I'm horrible yeah. at Guilty Gear. And Street Fighter, I loved Street Fighter growing up. They had like the Marvel versus uh, Street Fighter game. Yeah, Capcom, yeah, Marvel versus Capcom is amazing. Marvel versus Capcom was great, but they had Marvel versus Street Fighter as well, and it's kind of like a cult classic, and it's like a little more underground. But it was actually um, in the middle of like Marvel versus Capcom, but a completely different game. Gotcha. And, yeah, it wasn't um, so much so um, the whole three v three setup. So great game. Check it out if you you know if you can. Yeah, if, I get, if I get a chance to, because <laughs> that's I'm sure that's gonna be a it's hard. <laughs> or even like look at some like YouTube videos like they're still out there but that was one of my favorite games growing up okay I'm gonna have to definitely check that out definitely check that out speaking of like I don't know like I've been like few fighting games like Soul Calibur I rest my laurels on Soul Calibur <laughs> any given day um Street Fighter I haven't been good at a Street Fighter game since Street Fighter 2 yeah I'm really bad at Street Fighter um, Guilty Gear, I am terrible. Like, yeah, I'm. I'm with you. I'm pretty bad at two D two D fighters. What about Overwatch? I, I, okay. Here, I have a love hate relationship with Overwatch. I've been playing since launch. I play almost every night, and so I am really. I was really, really, really obsessed. I dove really hard in the fandom. Like, I'm actually working on a Captain Amari cosplay because uh, my partner always tells me that I look like Captain Amari. So I've been working on like the build and the armor and everything too. But recently I've been kind of like losing steam over Overwatch, especially with I'm just waiting for like a black female hero. And that's why I'm not standing as hard. And that's why I didn't list that game first. I mean, right. they have, you know, it's a game that has prided itself on diversity and acceptance and the whole premise that anyone can be a hero. And that's what really, really, really attracted me to Overwatch at first. And like, I'm really, really excited, you know, that we do have, you know, some black male heroes, especially with the announcement of the most recent one. It's great. However, you know, Blizzard is a company that is entirely US-based and they know our history and they know the history, you know, of the treatment of, you know, African-American women in the nation. And it's just, a lot of us are often ignored, especially in the cosplay, the anime, the gaming community. And that is something I didn't expect for Blizzard to continue that trend. 
of further ignoring their fan base, especially now that we're on hero number 33 and we've been asking for it and asking for it. And it's great. Yes, I have Captain Amari that I look like and, you know, that I can pull off far up. But they're, what about, you know, women that are darker than me or have kinkier hair, fuller features? We want to be able to see ourselves on the screen just the same as everyone else. And i exactly. sorry to get on my soapbox, but that is something that even though Overwatch holds a place close to my heart, I will not stand for Overwatch right now until they give me my unambiguously black female character. And I want Look, to nothing wrong with that. Do not even apologize for it. This is the platform for it. I want, I want the listeners to know about you. I want them to know your passion. So do not apologize. Anything that you speak on, speak on it. Let it flow from your heart. Let it flow from your mouth and, and give it to us raw. Thank you, because I'm one of those people, I'm very, very honest, you know, and it's, I try not to just take over platforms and just like, boom, you know, get on my soapbox and preach. But I feel like, you know, especially after, what is it, we're in March, we're approaching April. And by the way, we put on one hell of a show for like, you know, 28 days of black cosplay. I mean, it was wonderful and phenomenal. And it was great seeing so many cosplayers truly come out and photographers too. Don't forget about our black photographers. and. You know, not even just like, you know, our black cosplay community, but everyone else who just uplifted and supported us and really embraced us with open arms. And that was so important, especially with, you know, some of the negative comments that a lot of us received. And that isn't limited to just February. You know, it a lot of people really opened their eyes to what we experienced throughout, you know, the year. <laughs> it's crazy, you know, so I thought it was just really important for me to bring that up with the whole overwatch thing that it isn't pandering it isn't whining it isn't it, it's so much deeper than that yeah i'm you know mid-20s and my you know emotions i've kind of hardened over the years and you know discrimination it hurts but not as much as it stung growing up and being impressionable and being you know 12 13 14 really getting into you know anime and cosplay and back then you know, we didn't have as much representation. It wasn't as much out there. And so I really, truly wish that I had that. And so I know that little, um, I was gonna almost referred to myself, I was gonna say little, my first name, but little Junko. <laughs> I don't wanna give my identity away just yet, guys. But little Junko would have been crushed playing Overwatch and getting super excited, you know, and really diving into it. And then like waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. And like, hey, when am I gonna get a character that looks like me? When is it gonna happen? When is it gonna happen? Oh, I guess I'm not important. And it's just kind of like Overwatch really opened up that feeling again for me. Right. I completely point. understand. I completely understand because it's interesting just being in the nerd community now, it wasn't that wasn't a thing that was cool growing up. No. Like like especially growing up in a city like Detroit. And it was like, yo, having my blackness questioned because I was into like, you know, video games real heavy and not like your typical games, like in RPGs or I liked watching, you know, certain things. And, you know, people were like, mm, that's kind of corny. Uh, why you like that? Uh, and it's like, I like it because I like it. Yeah, we might have had similar upbringing. Um, I'm also from Michigan. And so, I mean, I went to schools all over and I experienced a lot of the same kinds of things. Um, I went uh, to a combination of like really, really diverse schools to, you know, like a combination of like inner city. And, you know, I received the same treatment everywhere. It has, it doesn't matter which community, <laughs> you know, either it's like, oh, you're weird. Why do you like that? <laughs> oh, you're crushing on the anime character? Trunks isn't real. That doesn't count. <laughs> you know, it's that kind of thing. Or either, you know, with places where it's like, oh, well, you're you're not black enough or you're the whitest black girl I know or are you even black are you Asian you know things like that you know I, I've always had that question of where I belong in the community or you know am I black enough am I not black enough? but you know it's it's so vast um I feel like everyone should be able to be themselves and really embrace their own truths and I'm really happy you know with all these newer fans I mean I'm cool with it and I'm cool with the whole, I mean, the popularization of the nerd community. Let's just not forget where it came from, you know? Exactly. I'm cool with it because it opens up the doors for, you know, to lessen the alienation that often a lot of us felt. A lot of our, you know, our, our older anime video yeah. game fans, what we grew up with. Very, very yeah. true. Very true. Because I have a younger brother. It's 19 years in between. 
Stevens. He just turned 15 last month. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting seeing like him and his friends being into like video games and anime and stuff yeah. like that. And he's not an outcast in school. He's actually, my brother's actually kind of popular in school. Mm-hmm. And it's so strange to me because it's like, yo, if you if we were born around the same time, you would be alienated just like me. Mm-hmm. See, I was weird. <laughs> it's I, so interesting. I teetered on that line. I was one of those people where, um, like you, you know, it was kind of like little jokes about, you know, anime and video games and blah, 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 where people called me weird. But they couldn't completely alienate me because I was great at track and field. I was wonderful at sports. She's an athlete too. Nice. She's an athlete. And so, but I, I was one of those people where, you know, I don't know, if you weren't interesting, I didn't bother socializing with you or if you didn't have much to offer. So, and this isn't, you know, a jab at my athletes, but back then a lot of people had a certain image to kind of uphold. So even if they were closet nerds, you know, like at school, they weren't talking about it. <laughs> you know? So it's like, if you couldn't hold my interest, I, I didn't bother getting to know you. And that's probably why a lot of people thought it was weird because, you know, I brought like manga or I drew one class or whatever, but I had my core group of friends and they were all, you know, people that were like, you know, quirky and, you know, outgoing and kind of like in our own little world like me. And I, I'm not saying that I was weird to the point of Naruto running the hallways weird. No, <laughs> never. You know, I didn't show any <laughs> Japanese words. You know, this isn't adapted like my super nerds. I just wasn't that level of, you know, nerdiness. You know, I didn't right. learn random Japanese words. I didn't call myself, you know, XYZ Chan, you know, <laughs> but just like, just typical everyday fandom, you know, going to school and like, you know, anime t-shirts, you know, decorating your bags with like, you know, anime keychains. I do that now. I probably go to work with like cat ears, you know, shh. It's not like nothing wrong with that. It's nothing wrong with that. Be, be, be your quirky self every time, all day, all yeah. the time. <laughs> I still get stares now. It's so funny. Like, um, this is just one last thing. I mean, I went to the gas station yesterday to get um, coffee before work. And I come in and I'm wearing like a military jacket covered with anime buttons. And my hair is in two little buns. And I'm wearing studded cat ears with a, nice. <laughs> with a cute little dress and combat boots. And my purse has wings. So <laughs> this gentleman, he's just staring at the older guy. He's like, huh, what the heck? <laughs> and I'm like, hello, good morning. And he stares a little bit more. And finally, he, you know, he says something. He's like, you probably think, why the heck is this old guy? staring so hard at me <laughs> but i want to tell you you look awesome a little unusual but awesome continue marching to the beat of your own drum and you know it's good advice <laughs> definitely definitely oh that's awesome that is awesome so okay <clears throat> so we're gonna go to the next commercial break and then when we come back we are going to continue with miss junk for the goddess This is DJ Kuma Tarantino, and you are listening to Planet Woo. What's going on, people? It's your boy, Cal Woo. Welcome back from the commercial break. We're still sitting here with the wonderful, wonderful Miss Junko, the goddess. Okay, so we've heard about you singing. We've heard about your experience in being black in the cosplay community, in the gaming community. One of the questions I asked every black cosplayer I had on the show is, what's some of the um, negativity that you've experienced um, from the cosplay community? You know what? Up until last month, it had been mostly positive. I mean, outside of the usual, hey, you can't be that cuter, you're too dark. Or, you can't do X, Y, Z. It's one of those things where even though I tag most of my, you know, like cosplay posts as, you know, hashtag best co- I mean, black cosplayer or I'm cosplaying all black. A lot of my fans, I don't think they, because they have such a narrow idea of what, you know, some people, not my fans, my fans are awesome, but some people have such like a, a, a narrow idea of what it, blackness is. So yes. a lot of people didn't even realize I was even black. They assumed I was like mixed or like Filipino or something. They just didn't like associate it. And I'm like, wait a minute. Come on, guys. I've been very, very clear, you know, that that's what I identify as. So it was really eye-opening when Funimation shared my post uh, for the 28 Days of Black Cosplay. I went to just a small con 
I mean, the con had about maybe 800 to 1,000 people. This was just like something random I decided to do. And I dressed up as Zero, too, because she's such a strong character. And I really enjoyed the transition of Zero, Two from Darling and the Franks, where, I mean, she started off kind of, you know, I mean, a, a little sexy, you know, kind of moody, um, but a shallow character, but really developed into something amazing. And you just seen like this transition of growth between, you know, showing her insecurities and showing her desires and what it is that she went through. And I decided to, you know, just do like a, a small cosplay of Zero Two. And I recently upgraded my camera and took some awesome shots and, you know, Funimation of sharing my post. And I was nice. appalled at you know, the amount of just racist comments I received. So it's like, it was hard for me to notice the, all the wonderful support. And it was upwards of like 11,000 likes and like people were great in terms of liking and sharing. But I don't know, it, it just kind of, I went back to, you know, younger Junko, 11, 12 year old Junko, where it just made me feel kind of crushed to know that people still have so much hate in their hearts in terms of some of the comments that I seen. It made it really hard to focus on the positivity when saying to some of the trolls that really came out in like full force, like saying things like, oh, wait, what the heck, zero two? She's not supposed to be black. What the hell is this? Or gross, you know, she's fat. Or zero two, when did zero two become um, obese? Like things like that, just because I'm curvier. And it's insane to me. Yeah, and I'm like, wait a minute, dude, I'm a size four. <laughs> like, just because it, you know, your particular culture doesn't value the whole embracing of like curves and like body types, doesn't mean that I'm fat. That's insane. And why would you even go there? You know, like that type of thing. It was just like really, really nasty comments. And it was really eye-opening and it, it really reinforced me why it's so important that you know to embrace the whole you know it happens like once a year but don't just uplift your black cosplayers in february you know but it's just, yeah, all it year round of course that the whole idea of the 28 days of black cosplayers is so necessary because it's easy to like ignore that especially if you don't experience that to your day-to-day -day life you know exactly and, you know it's it's ways to just support you know your black cosplayers your friends you know your family like we're here you know and i'm not saying that you have to fight every races you don't have to go up and punch you know skinheads i mean cool i'm not gonna i'm for it you know to show support by simply you know like inviting us to events, you know, um, sharing your posts, we share yours, bringing us up, just show support to your community and let us know that you're here. I completely agree. I completely agree. Man, that I played this. You just said a mouthful, and I, I appreciate you being on your soapbox. I appreciate it. <laughs> it's necessary. It, it needs to be said, and it's not said enough. And I will never stop allowing people to say it because it needs to be said especially being you know what i'm saying being a black nerd i don't cosplay a lot i've only cosplayed like what twice mm -hmm. and i want to get into it but it's like i just don't you know what i'm saying i don't know yeah i, I, just, I figured i'd leave it to the pros <laughs> it's so funny listen like i went on these rants you know and i have such a diverse group of friends and i always surround myself by such positivity you know like I mean, my friends are white, they're like, let's see, Monk, I have friends that are Filipino, black, and just all, I have such a diverse group, but we have all one thing in common, you know, we don't mess with people, you know, who are, you know, homophobes or who are like racist or just, just, you know, ignorant in general, <laughs> just let people march the beat over their own drums and live their best life. It shouldn't be hard to just like embrace people and it's our differences that truly make us unique. It's so much deeper than that. I it shouldn't I should not have to be defined by my blackness. I should be Junko, the goddess, but I speak and don't shy away from my blackness because that is something that people try to just like tell me that, oh, you can't be this character because you're this. No, I was just born and I'm brown. I'm from tanner than, you know, most. But hey, you know, right. that isn't what defines me like i am a black cosplayer i am a woman i am you know i'm 5'2 I'm, I'm into music i'm into anime but i should not have to be labeled 
you know and i feel like we should keep that same energy just how you know we show our support for like our asian cosplayers for our latina cosplayers for you know our latinx we really truly we uplift other groups we should keep that same energy when it comes to our black cosplayers yeah exactly across the board across the board so okay so now I gotta ask, because you know we we talked about a little bit of anime. You've mentioned that you're in you're into Hero Academia. Mm-hmm. Are there any anime that you're currently watching now, like that really really has your attention? Okay, so I'm gonna rephrase this question a little bit because mm-hmm. Hero Academia is what I'm watching now because I've watched it like three times. I mean, I'm really you know, ooh, Hero Academia has my heart. You know, a little bitty shout out to Bakugo, all my Hachi yes. fans out there, and. Here we go. I'm really hardcore Kirishima. Kirishima is my man. He's like my number one favorite. And I feel like all the Kirishima fans are going to just suddenly, we're going to get a lot of people who are going to jump on this bandwagon when season four goes <laughs> around. It's like you guys were, you ignore Kirishima's greatness up until, you know, season three. You're like, hmm, he's a background character. Just wait. And this is for my non-manga readers, you know. Just wait. Mm-hmm. Kirishima's going to shine. But um, I just finished Promised Neverland if I'm talking about, you know, this series that started now yes oh man i actually just did a uh a podcast about that Mm -hmm. um this week i i am so in love with that anime it was so great and you know what shout out to ray for being just the pettiest anime character that i've seen in recent years i mean this guy i'm gonna say if you haven't seen it this is a spoiler this is your chance to turn this down give me about 10 seconds to say this Turn it down if you haven't watched Promise Neverland. If you haven't made it until like episode 11. All right, am I clear? Dun, dun, dun. This is why Ray is one of the pettiest guys I've ever seen in recent anime history. I mean, to save up lighter fluid for like six years just to be like, yes. <laughs> I'm killing myself. That shit was amazing. <laughs> just to be like, oh, you think you're about to get this good meal, huh? I'm gonna wait till midnight. And I'm gonna burn myself up just so you can't enjoy this. You know, and I think he really would have did it. I oh yeah, if they stopped him, he would have did it. I died. All right, spoiler but, over. That shout, <laughs> shout out, shout out to Norman for knowing. Yes. <laughs> shout Norman out. is the man. I freaking love Norman. Oh man, shout out to Norman. That's a good one. So I'm watching that. I'm watching uh, Boogie Pop and others. I haven't, I'm letting it build up because Boogie Pop is one of those things where you have to really binge it because it's, it's so yeah. much that you can miss, you know? So I'm only on like episode maybe like nine. I have a bunch more, so I'm waiting. And I'm watching a magical special ops, a magical girl special ops Asuka. Watching that one too. That one was a hit or miss. I mean, it was a fun ride. It's kind of reminded me a little bit of Black Lagoon, which I love, you know, it's kind of okay. gritty. And the whole magical girl aspect, you know, with Monica. I'm more so I'm into like psychological anime and I love anime with great development. Um, great right. development and I like you know like action gore. But shout out to I don't know what took me so long to get into JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Thank you JoJo fans for pestering me this month. But JoJo is the truth. How have you made it this long? I've seen so many series and I recently binged JoJo's Bizarre Adventures. I'm on Stardust Crusaders. I okay. Jojo. They have a fan. They have one little fan right now. <laughs> Freaking hilarious. If you haven't had a chance to watch Jojo, please check it out. I mean, it's on Netflix at this point, Hulu. Right. You're, some of my fans are going to, like, you know, roll their eyes at me, but I watch Doug. <laughs> and it's hilarious. I mean, I don't I don't have anything against Doug. Like, for instance, I watched Hero Academia, subbed every week, and then Doug. But I usually default to Doug, and then if the, you know, English voice actors are crappy, you know, then I move on to sub. But here's another random fact. I am really good at calling out English voice actors. I have a good ear for them. And I'm like, oh, well, this is so-and-so. I, I love Brittany Karowski and her work and Laura Bailey. <laughs> yeah, so I really like my English voice cast. And so JoJo's Bizarre Adventure has one of the funniest dubs I've seen, you know, next to stuff like, you know, Korewa Zombie Desk or Is It a Zombie? Um, or Ghost Stories. You know, <laughs> just a hilarious dog. So please check out Jojo. Oh man, okay. Uh, lately, Rise of the Shield Hero is my thing right now. That's next on my list, actually. I freaking love that junk so much. Like, the main character in Rise of the Shield Hero is literally 
like me and like five of my friends all put together, like into one person. So I have a question. Is Rise of the Shield Hero, because I just finished Goblin Slayer, by the way. I love Goblin Slayer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, was, it was edgy as hell, but... I yeah, love- Goblin Slayer <laughs> I mean, I loved it. Was it, like, kind of the same, like, kind of D&D feel of, like... Because it looks kind of like Sword Art Online. It's, like, you know, like that same style. It's 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 another isekai anime. Okay. Um, where four guys are brought from Japan to this to this world where they are four heroes, one using the sword, the shield, the spear, and the bow and arrow. And they're supposed to protect this world from what they call the waves, where every every month or so, this like dark purple, like this, the sky turns like dark and purple and like monsters and demons just come. Mm-hmm. And they pretty much gotta keep fighting the wave until they defeat the, the final enemy. Interesting, so that reminds me of one of my favorite anime of all time. And Which is? I'm once again on to date myself. But my favorite anime, number one, and I've read like the manga, I've went to Japan, I went to their little seminars and collect fandoms. Nice. Sayuki. Kinsu Maiden Sayuki. By oh Mono. man. It's my favorite series of all time. And that journey to the West thing, that four guys, four random guys, like protecting yeah. <laughs> the world and traveling, it's just great personalities. I really want to do a panel, by the way, on Sayuki. But for those of you who are too young to know Sayuki or didn't catch Reload Blast a couple of years ago, go back, watch Sayuki. Yeah, watch it. Watch Definitely. Sayuki. I'll settle if you watch the sub. Okay, that's fine. But <laughs> if you have nothing against dubs, please watch the dub. I've watched both. Phenomenal. Greg Iris did a wonderful job and just great. And here, <laughs> a lot of people know Todoroki's voice actor, David Matranga. David Matranga has yep. been voice acting a long time, way before Todoroki. Watch Very the Sansa. <laughs> so, yes, thank you for that. I will check out Rising Shield Hero. It's like my next one on my list. That is amazing. Um, Hinamaro Sumo has been my thing recently, too. I'm not familiar with that one. Pledges. I always try and catch one new sports anime every oh, so sports. often, and I like pretty much the like. Okay, so I watched I Shield Twenty One, which is a football mm-hmm. um, anime. That one was great. Then I went from that to Ace of Diamonds, which is a baseball anime, and that was great. And then like the year before last, Tiger Mask W, which is a wrestling anime, and that junk was amazing. And the writer for that one is the guy who writes for uh, New Japan Wrestling. Okay. So that one was amazing. And now I just started watching Hinomaru Sumo. Well, they just finished it, um, yes, finished the series yesterday. And that junk is so good. Like, I've got so many feels watching that anime. So, Mr. Wu, what, what you're telling me is that I've been missing out on sports anime. I'm familiar with all the series. You know, I'm a yes. lot of fan but I never really dove into the sports genre. I just always kind of brush it off. You know, like, you're ah. missing out. You're missing out, man. They boy, great character development. Oh man, oh man. I man, I love, I love Hinamaru Sumo. I'm like, man. I hope it gets more. It might not, but I hope it does. Mm-hmm. And then you said you were into thrillers. Uh, yeah, have I you like seen thriller psychological like that? Yeah. Have you seen Monster? Okay. Monster. We have watched Monster. My fiance and I. Yes, he does. I'm engaged. My fiance, um, he watched Monster and got really into it. I watched the first 25, 26 episodes and I'm like, hmm, this is really, really, really just like drawing on and on. (laughs) It does drag. It was so hard with my attention span. I'm like, I, I can't do it. I, I can't do it. But he finished it, and he wasn't really happy with the ending. Yeah. Um, I, I, played this, I agreed with him on that one. The ending wasn't that great, but I don't know. I was along for the ride, because it was like, yeah. it was like, yo, what, what is what is the doctor going to do now? Oh, man. That's right, because after people were, I, I just had finished Berserk, and... I really loved, you know, the Berserk movies and the series. And I was looking for, you know, great series that kind of, like, have that same, like, character development and growth. And mm-hmm. that's why we kind of reached into Monster. But I have a really short attention span when it comes to, um, like, long storylines, if they're not actually engaging. Um, I mean, I watch them, like, I'm able to do long-running series. But, for instance, Cold Geass, 
and you guys are gonna judge me but it was so hard for me to sit through it and i'm gonna go back and watch it now that you know i know what i'm getting into right nothing wrong with that nothing wrong with that at all have you seen psychopaths yes i love psychopaths i got another one for you um do you have uh amazon prime oh yes i do of course uh Miracle Vatican Examiner mm-hmm. and Banana Fish. <laughs> what? I never heard. Of Listen, I laughed as soon as I as soon as I saw Banana Fish. I laughed. That's the first thing I did, and I started watching it. It's a shojo, okay. but it's like it is one of the most grittiest shojo I've ever seen in my life. Really? Like super gritty. The main character is 17 years old. He's a leader of a street gang in New York. And it's a shojo. Oh, man. And it's a show joke. And I'm being a show joke. Well, show joke action. So that reminds me of that. I'll check out Banana Fish. Yeah, I'm like, I'm gonna I'm not gonna tell you no more. I, Please I'm, don't, I'm, 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 I'll look at it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna message you in like a like a week or so to see see what you thought of it. Like that one is crazy. And then Miracle Vatican Examiner is literally about this French dude and this Italian dude that work for the Vatican, and they go around once the Vatican get wind of a miracle, they go around and try and debunk miracles. I seen that under like um, Funimation, like the app, I believe that's where you recommended it. See, I yeah. usually give myself a couple new series each season because I always dabble in the oldies. A lot of people forget the other series. So I never watch anime in any particular order. Like I don't go season based. Like I just finished Blue Exorcist. Okay. Blue Exorcist. Um, so obviously that came out years ago, you know, and it keeps me busy. Let's see. I'm trying to think of what else I've watched. Oh yeah, Goblin Slayer, um, Blue Exorcist, Serious the Jaeger was good. I watched that in yeah. a good day. The Fate. I haven't looked at it yet. Oh, I got that on my list. Wow. Yep. Yeah. And then hold on. So you. So you hold on. Wait. So you telling me you haven't seen um that time I got reincarnated as a sign? No, I have not. It's on my list. Oh. I had it. I, I pretty much anybody that I refer Goblin Slayer to, I had them watch that side by side to Goblin Slayer. Because Goblin Slayer made me despise goblins. <laughs> but that time I got reincarnated as slime, I'm like, oh, goblins, yay! They're so loving. They're so lovable. <laughs> See, I want to cosplay, you know, a Goblin Slayer cosplay, but I just didn't think anyone would know that I was the elf. <laughs> the elf yes. artist. You should. You should. That series is amazing. Oh, Welcome to NHK was one of my most recent favorites, you know, in the last couple of years. Wonderful. Have you heard I haven't it? seen that. I haven't seen that since like 2004. Yeah. Jeez. So, <laughs> I always watched the first couple of episodes, but I did not realize that it was so much deeper than a guy making a hentai game. Yep. Did, did you ever finish it? No, I didn't. Yeah. I watched probably like the first, what, seven or eight episodes. That's where I made the mistake. And a lot of people did. That series is actually really deep. It's um, it's more psychological, and it touches on the premise of um, when you get older, you drift away. I don't want to do any spoilers, but you drift away against your your friends. It's harder to make friends later on in adult. Um, it it touches wow. on social anxiety, depression, suicide, even pyramid schemes. It's wow. phenomenal. It does such a great way of telling real life in an anime. One of the nice. greatest I've seen in terms of that. Okay, I'm gonna definitely have to delve back into that one then. Please do, Man, because okay, it hides behind crazy. humor, much like, like a lot of us deal with pain and you know depression and social anxiety. Yeah, yeah, definitely deal with it through humor, laughter. Mm, that's what Man, that's great. Okay, I'm gonna have to go back, go back to that one. Then. Please do, because once you get it, you'll thank me. Because I at first I was like, what the hell am I watching? What am I, what is this? What am I watching? And then it just kept going, it kept going, it kept going. It was phenomenal. I even cried. I'm a softie when it comes to series, you know. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Like I said, I had a couple series that didn't choke me up while I'm watching it. I'm like, all right, Cal, you can't you can't cry, man. Like you can't what? cry. Give me an example. Sumo has had me teary eyed. Um, one day, what what anime was that? It was something me and my son both was watching together. I can't think of what it was, but it was something me and my son was watching together, and we both got teary-eyed, and then, like, I was looking at him to see if he was teary-eyed, and then he looked over at me to see if I was teary-eyed, <laughs> and he was like, it's okay, daddy, and I'm like, yeah, it's all right, son, son, he was like, you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm like, you okay? He's like, yeah, I'm like, all right, and then we both just, just, like, we wiped our eyes, like, we looked at each other, we wiped our eyes, and then we just 
turn back to the TV and they say not another word. <laughs> okay, I got another one, Mr. Boo. So, listen. Speaking of getting teary-eyed, and my My Hero fans are going to laugh at me, but that fight with All Might and One for All, I am such oh. a little baby. <laughs> that definitely had me teary-eyed. Ain't nothing wrong with that one. That one definitely had me teary-eyed. I was watching it in tears. Like, I'm sitting there, like, right before work. I'm like, no, I got to call in today. This is serious. <laughs> <laughs> I have to call in today. I'm sitting here trying tears, but all my holds this little, you know, he throws his fist in the sky. It's like one last, like, threw off. I was like, oh, I was like, all my, I was like, all my flame is gone. I'm like, yo, uh, uh, man, I was so hurt then. I, I'm not even gonna lie, I was right with you. Yes, Tyrion. It's oh. so many moments, you know, or like, I love. I'm one of those people. I rewatch anime scenes that really resonate with me, you know. So I have so many, you know, going from Wolf's Rain. You know, I watch a scene in Wolf's oh. Rain pretty frequently. That is such a good anime. It is, and when like Lady Jagger and Darsha, that battle where she like freezes Kiba, and you know the Moonlight Crucible is the name of the episode. Moonlight Crucible, yeah, that yes. was a good one. Um, let's see, I rewatch um, scenes in Madoka Magica. I rewatch scenes and oh my gosh, like Sayuki and Hero Academia. But most recently, it was Todoroki versus Deku, and yeah, that's that when I became fun. a fan. I fought hard become a fan of hero and <laughs> just seeing you know death break all of his fingers and then laughing yeah. like you know shoot that little blast with energy like blast using his freaking cheek that's yep. what it is you know <laughs> that's yep. what it is. oh man yeah deku is definitely a great character but i'm in the minority my favorite my hero character is mineta i am in the far minority i love mineta all right i need to throw this whole podcast away no, no, listen, listen, listen. It's a reason why I love Mineta. Okay, so outside of Deku, Mineta is a tactician. People people it's glaze over the fact that Mineta doesn't make tactics. They're like, well, every time he makes tactics, it's about being perverted. I'm like, but that's the beautiful I thing. Mineta is your average high school kid with powers. He he's like one of the few people that's really true to being a regular high school kid. Like, hold up, hold up, hold up. Aren't you forgetting Kaminari though? No, cause they, cause they, cause they normally go together. Yeah, they normally be together. But I'm saying like it's not like all the other characters are super extremely serious. Where if I have powers and I was a high school student, I'm not gonna lie, I'd be like, please have X-ray vision, please have X-ray vision. <laughs> it would be terrible for me. I would be, I would be horrible. But it's like that's just what the average high school boy would. You know what I'm saying? When you get to that point where your hormones are raging. And you're going through puberty. Mm -hmm. It's like, of course, I'm gonna feed all of that. I'm gonna feed it till my heart's content. I got powers. Who gonna stop me from doing it? Somebody else with powers, which everybody around me got powers, but that's okay. That's not gonna stop me from trying. He's like my <laughs> least favorite. Like I want so bad for him to get knocked in general studies. I'm like, please give me Shinso. Somebody replace Mineta, please. But they're not going to because Mineta is a freaking genius. Oh man, I, I mean, you might be like, rich. You know, you gotta think. You okay? You gotta think about it like this. Think about it. everybody, everybody, like everybody in class B, right? Who got greater powers than Mineta? Yes. Right. Meaning they didn't do well on the test. Yeah. Or, or, or they they're not good at making their power combat applicate applicable. Which is something right? that Mineta does have. He is very useful. I mean, great at stopping. Very. Very. So he knows how to use his powers in combat. He scored really high on the test because he didn't have to do that little entrance exam that Deku did. So that means he has a really high aptitude for being a hero. It's just, he just, he just a goofball. He goofs off. So everybody kind of just glazed over Mineta and just be like, ah, oh, Mineta, he's whack, blah, 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 Mineta trash, Mineta trash. And I'm like, no, like he's where he at for a reason. Uh, and then he also on top of that, he can do what he's doing at home. Like he needs to go. No, he can't. <laughs> he can't. Mineta is needed. Mineta's the man. Like even like even if you look at points where Deku loses focus uh -huh. and Mineta's around. Mineta is the only person that snaps him back into focus. When him when him and Deku is together, Mineta always go, Deku, let's go. We need to focus. And Deku like, oh man, you're right. I was in my head trying to calculate all this stuff, but yeah, we do need to focus. I mean, but Deku, I think he's good. I mean, he got Uraraka for that. He has everyone else. And speaking of regular like regular high schoolers, Ochako. 
I do like Ochako. It's times in which she made me mad. <laughs> but, you know, I, I like Ochako. I do, because her reasoning is real. Make a lot of money, you know, send your parents on a vacation. <laughs> I feel like what's going to happen with Uraka is similar to what happened with Sakura and Naruto, where I hated Sakura. I, hated I hope it. they don't do Uraka like that, because I love her. She's such a sweetheart. Sakura is the most useless character in anime history. No, period. no I don't mean, like, her storyline. I mean the I whole going and training on Tsunade and just evolving her powers and becoming like just a knockout character. And I feel like that's yeah. gonna happen as um, you know, Araka goes to her gets her provisional license, goes to, you know, hero training and, you know, her internships. I feel like her powers are gonna evolve and she's gonna be a powerhouse. I can see it. I can see her being a powerhouse, but I don't know. I think I think she's gonna stick to um, doing the hand-to-hand combat thing, she seems to enjoy that a little too much. Yeah, but she's gonna be completely useful. I feel like they hinted at it during the sports festival with uh, oh, yeah. Bakugo. And... Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, her fight with Bakugo was sweet. Yeah, I just rewatched that too. And that's another thing. I know that we turned your podcast into My Hero Academia. I told you I'm a super fan. I, I, mm-hmm. I fan them too hard. But you seem okay. to be, you know, hand-to-hand with knowledge. A lot of people just brush Bakugo under the rug as just being some just angry kid. But I was just talking to my friends about this. So many people missed that Bakugo was suffering. I mean, the kid was like literally suffering in silence and like borderline suffering from depression. Like that's so sad that Bakugo had no one to talk to, with the exception of Deku. And think about yeah, it. Talk to Deku and that's his problem. Yes. <laughs> but here's the thing that he's pushed Deku away so many times. And to think that even though he has friends and family that he can't open up to, no one. No one knows the true Bakugo, and that is so sad. And, and Deku realizes this with their fight. They're like, he's trying to talk to me, he's trying to communicate, and it's the only way that he knows how. Just to see mm. this character suffering and going through that, you know, that transition from being this loud, just in your face character to no one noticed that Bakugo suddenly faded into the background. And it's so sad that none of his classmates even cared to check on Bakugo. Sad yeah, no. Nah. It's because he's angry. It's like, it's, it's like one of those things where it's like, Okay, do you hang out with the negative guy that's always brooding and yelling? Or do you hang with everybody else? It's like, oh, that's so easy. That's easy. I'm hanging with everybody else. But they put, that, but they put him in that box. They did. That is so much more to Bakugo than just being angry. He's super intelligent. They already have said that multiple very times true. in this series. You know, he's very perceptive. But yeah. Bakugo's angry, and this is like going a little bit deeper, you know, and has issues with communication. Look at the household in which he was brought up in. You know? His mom, his mom, she mad physical. <laughs> and, and, and just that's how they, they suck at communication. His dad shuts down and he's really yeah. passive. You know, and his mother is overly Super. verbal. And that, think about it, that's probably the only way that he's been able to get, be heard. And his emotions yep. aren't able to be heard. He's looked at as being loud as a way of, you know, commanding attention in order to say, hey, look at me. And that's become a lot of his personality in terms of his work. He's been yep. looking for acknowledgement and seeking that through other ways. I mean, Kirishima's very similar but in a different way and same with Deku I mean they're they have all their own you know their flaws that I enjoy the way that the author of My Hero is really 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 developing these characters but a lot of fans miss Bakugo struggling with you know like depression until they see the fact that you know boom he's just crying I mean he's cried multiple times during the series but they see this fight with him and Deku and they're like okay wow he really has been suffering with the whole All Might thing yeah where have you guys been the last 12 episodes yeah cause he pretty much been, cause, he, cause he's pretty much been saying like yo why is All Might why yeah. All Might favor you why he's All Might favor you why All Might favor you and, and like that is not be acknowledged by one of your heroes and then somebody that you like somebody that's just pretty much just recently got his powers you've been developing your powers for as long as you can remember you've been doing it in the most genius way because like like i write so as a writer when i seen what they did with uh bakugo's power i was blown away because if i made an explosion an explosive a person with explosion powers i would have just been super genetic generic i mean but bakugo does some amazing very tactical yeah. very um like focused shit with his stuff and i'm like yo this dude is nuts and you know what the what he struggled with personality wise it wasn't even entirely you know related to being jealous i feel like we see bakugo's personality diminish and he secludes to himself it's directly as a result of highlighting his own weakness and his personal struggles and this goes back to you know the whole him and deku as a child where Deku right. reaching out to him after he slipped for help. 
Baku has never been one to want to accept handouts and assistance from others. He, right. you know, it hurt him to have to admit that he is vulnerable and isn't good enough. And by he blamed himself for the loss of Ahmed's power. That was a personal blow yep. to him and to his self-esteem. And that was really highlighting his own vulnerabilities. And that's something that he is not emotionally equipped to deal with yep. on his own and that's how you see him lashing out with Deku during that final battle with him and Deku and then finally you know he acknowledges him in his own way you know as like hey I see you Deku I finally see you and I understand and it's kind of similar with Deku going through his own personality development we see that in the forefront with Deku but yeah. we just see go in the back lines really 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 truly battling with the whole idea of having to acknowledge his own weaknesses which is something that he has not been good at and he's not very emotionally aware and he's secluded right. you know right. and also with Todoroki's development I loved his yeah. character development too oh yeah just the thing where he started off being such a mature character we think that okay we're forgetting that he's 14 you know, yeah, like, and he's so immature. Yeah, Fuck my he's dad. So immature, just childish. <laughs> I'm never using it. <laughs> <laughs> just like just childish character, even with the provisional licenses. You know, just like, and I love yeah. that they did that. They highlighted the fact that hey, he still does have immaturity. He just had to grow up early because of his upbringing. But he mm. is a child on the inside, you know? Yeah, he's like, he's like, man, I'm not working with you. I'm a fire, even though you... <laughs> he's like, when? I don't I'm like, a, you. <laughs> like, 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 bro, like, it don't matter if y'all don't like each other. Y'all y'all supposed to work together to complete this task. Yes. And I and really I, enjoyed that. I love that. <clears throat> What's the name of that character? The guy that used the wind, wind power from the other school. Oh, my gosh. I'm having a brain fart because I literally just, just, just watched <sighs> the guy. Uh, Anyways, he reminds me of Bison. Yes, very much so in Bison. And I feel like he's an inspiration. He is awesome. I'm like, yo, I'm like, this dude reminds me of Bison. I'm like, this dude is sweet. All the, all I need him to do is just do the psycho crusher or the psycho kick. Like, just do a flip and kick somebody in the mouth. I wanted him to do that so bad. It's going to come right when this podcast ends. His name's going to pop in. Because I literally just <laughs> finished reading the manga, like, right before talking to you. <laughs> but... Yeah. Lastly, I'm going to bring up this with Kirishima. And we're talking on the terms of character development. You said you're into story writing. Kirishima yes. is one of those characters where he speaks the most to me internally because I'm one of those people. If I don't like something about myself, I work really hard to change it. I'm always motivating myself to like improve and it'd be better. And Kirishima is one of those characters where you can see if you're just looking at it from a shallow purpose, you'd be like, okay, well, he's very likable. He knows everybody's business. You know, he's a pretty confident guy. But a lot of it is for show. He's, you know, a fan of that whole fake it until you make it, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's definitely his MO. Yes, and just he, that he's struggling with his own insecurities. And just to think that he formed that friendship with Bakugo to be, because he's what he associated, you know, with confidence, which yeah. is something that Kirishima lacks. And he is one of the only people that have tried to get to know Bakugo, but even he fails to even realize a lot of Bakugo's, you know, like, deeper layers. Yeah. But yeah. just to see their little bromance they have going on and them both struggling with their own separate sets of, like, insecurities, and while still seeing each other and recognizing that, hey, man, you're a badass. You're a badass, too. Yeah. I'm not even talking about it. It's just, it's just phenomenal. I'm going to be really excited to see how they portray Kirishima's background and just really highlight the fact that, I mean, he struggles with the fact that his quirk isn't the flashiest it, it and in his mind he's struggling with the idea of hey is this even useful am i even yeah, good yeah. enough which is what a lot of people ask themselves it translates beyond my hero academia but really like real life you know am i good enough why mm -hmm. me what yeah, especially when you got other people that are super flashy yeah. and you're not and actually along the lines of like that have you ever heard of uh the manga vigilante i've heard of oh, vigilantes like the my hero vigilante ones yeah. Yeah. I've the prequel. Them. Okay. You, you read them? I have not read them, but I okay. think I'm familiar. For They're sure. sweet. They're sweet. Are they worth reading? Yeah. Yeah, they are. They're sweet. Because I usually don't mess with spinoffs. <laughs> it's actually a prequel. Okay. And the main character is really, really interesting. His quirk is super specific. Okay. Like, he has to have three limbs touching the surface, and as long as three limbs are touching the surface, he can slide on that surface in any direction. Interesting. That's real like, specific, though. But yeah, it, it is. It's super specific. Hmm. But he uses it so sweet. Like when I first read this quirk, I'm like, "Oh, this dude about to be trash." 
but he actually uses it really good. Interesting. I will look into it for sure. I definitely consume more anime than I do manga. I always watch the anime first, and then I go back to the manga because the manga is never going to be worse than the anime. But I want to be able to take the anime for what it is. Likewise. Yeah. Likewise. So I'll I'll add it. Okay. So we're gonna go ahead and go to our last commercial break, and then when we come back, we're gonna wrap up with our character of the episode, and then we're gonna sign off with Junko. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Mika, and I have a podcast. It's called Moments with Mika. Check it out. We talk about everything. Nothing is going to be unseen. So if you got some time, we release the show every Sunday. It's available on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Radio Public. The list goes on. So go ahead, check out my website, www.mwmovement.com, and it's spelled without the E after the V in movement. So Thank you. Tune in. Support because we got to support each other. It's your boy Cowboy again. Do you enjoy the sick beats that you hear that lace the background of Planet Woo? If so, hit up my man's Ironic at Airbit.com. And that's Airbit.com. Forward slash I R O N I K 313 Publishing. What's going on, people? It's your boy, Cal Wu. Still sitting here with Miss Junko, the goddess. I'm still here and enjoying yes. our talking anime. Likewise, likewise. You are amazing. You are super easy to talk to, and I appreciate you for coming on the show. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Likewise. Um, we always... Thank you. Thank you. We always end with the character of the episode. So we've talked a couple of different anime, and, um, you know, and pretty much from all the anime that we talk about, each person gives their character of the episode and why. So who would be your character of the episode? So the character of the episode, so you mean the one that I most enjoy? Yeah, so like out of all the, all the different anime we talked about, a character that you enjoy. This is so hard. because so we talked easy. about a lot. We it, talked about a lot. No, 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 no. Here's the thing. I'm torn. My heart is torn between two. Kirishima and Bakugo. Very, very easy. This is the hard part, though. I can't decide. Between, I can't decide between the two. Ah, okay, you know what? For the sake of this episode, the winner of today is Katsuki Bakugo from My Hero Academia. Right. Okay. And why Bakugo? Bakugo wins today. Sorry, Kirishima. You know, Israel, <laughs> you always have my heart. But Bakugo wins for his character, his character development at the end of season three. I mean, I truly enjoyed watching his transition between, you know, being that loudmouth kid and saying, hey, look at me, my quirk is better than yours, to really being able to take steps towards acknowledging where he can improve and personal development. And I feel like we're going to see a lot more sides to Bakugo in season four. I feel like we're just, I'm super excited to see his journey. I really am. I agree. I agree. Okay. Uh, my character of the episode I, last time we talked to my hero I used Mineta I try and throw Mineta out there every single time because that is my man's in them but I will not do that this time I'm going to refrain okay thank you um, I am going to have to say um mm, I'm gonna have to say Hinomaru from Hinomaru Sumo. Okay. Like, I identify with his character so much because Hinomaru is a guy that wishes to be a Yokozuna, which is like the top sumo wrestler. They're called Yokozunas. Mm-hmm. Um, and he can't because he can't even participate in being a professional because he's too small. Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't meet the height requirement and he doesn't, you know what I'm saying? So that's reframing him. So he literally has to go through high school and win like the big tournament of between all the high school competitions in order to even get an invite to the pro-am. And then he got to do great there before he can actually become a professional and then go to his dream of being a Yokozuna and just watching him fight 
people bigger than him, uh, heavier than him. And just watching him beat these people was amazing and inspiring. Because I'm not that big. I'm not that, you know what I'm saying? I'm not huge. I'm, what, 5'7"? Oh, my God, me too. I'm 5'2". I'm five seven. I'm a buck seventy five. You know, so, but I also have this ability because you know I've studied a couple different martial arts, and so you know I have this like ability to to get the upper hand on people that people don't see. Mm-hmm. And plus, it helps that I have a six foot wingspan, even though I'm five seven. So that is that deceives people too. So you know, so I see myself and Hinomaro kind of in the same box. So that's why I chose Hinomaro. Nice choice. And that makes sense too, especially if he resonates with you, you know, on a personal. Oh my gosh, I probably should have said Haruki then if we're comparing ourselves to personal characters to the Melancholy Haruki Mia. That's going to be an honorable mention because she is me in terms of if I were an anime character. Oh, you guys are probably going to judge me and think that I'm like this spoiled thing that hates the word. No, I hate the word. No. <laughs> and go so far to end the world if I hear the word. No. Now, so do you hate the world? No, word no? I do, I do, I do. That's like my mild princess complex. <laughs> tell me, maybe. Do not tell me no. Let me know that there is a possibility. A possibility. <laughs> so, but even if there isn't a possibility, they should still give you the thought that it might be one. You know, it depends on what I want. If I'm asking for something, yeah. Let me know. You at least think about it. Don't give me a, an immediate no. Give me a okay, maybe. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> But if it's for information that I want to know, like, you know, if I'm asking you something as to find out information or to be truthful with me, then I want you to be straightforward. But if I'm asking you, like, hey, I want to go get Mexican food today, and you tell me no, oh, I'm hard heating it up. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm going to like, flip it, I'm going to pour out all the cereal into the sink, sweet everything. What do you mean like, you no, Mexican? <laughs> Like, these are some important papers. I would hate if they <laughs> fell on the floor. Yeah. It's like, it's a nice day we got here. It'll be a shame if I ruin it. <laughs> that is awesome. That is awesome. All right, Juco, I appreciate you so much. I enjoyed our talk. You are so wonderful, and I appreciate you so much. Thank you. This was fun. This was fun. Thank you for like the privilege of being able to be interviewed. I mean, this was awesome, and this is like one of my like first like verbal like audio interviews. I mean, from a lot of my fans, they have no idea what I sound like. I'm too afraid to stream you know i haven't really utilized like you know any live instagram feeds like like so this is kind of crazy for me so thank you for the opportunity this is phenomenal sweet sweet i appreciate you so much and uh this is cal Wu from planet Wu, and we are signing off peace ironic 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 ironic